0: I'm Mark Steadman and I can do this sort of thing in my sleep.
1: I'm John Benson. Why
0: don't you just nod off? I'm Danny Smith, and my hordes of angels sting diet to they sleep.
2: I'm John Hickman. I, I just, I, I get loads of sleep. I sleep really well, really well. I just get so much sleep. It was on
1: display in the bottom of a locked filing cabinet, stuck in a disused lavatory with a sign on the door saying, Beware of the Leopard, Leopard, Leopard.
0: Welcome to Beware of the Leopard, the scribbling in the margins of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. My name's, uh, well, we've done the names. This is an episode about sleep. Danny, why are we talking about sleep? Uh, it was my turn to choose. Um,
3: and because I don't sleep very well, um, I chose the one thing that, uh, was actually on my mind at moment. I can imagine it moment,
0: would be. The sleep lack of. And, and
3: very much the lack of. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm getting about four hours a night at the moment.
1: I've got a three-year-old. That sounds like luck. All right.
3: Are we doing the four Yorkshiremen's
0: equivalent of speech?
3: Yeah. Parents That's always. sleep, a... brother. If I'm lucky, I'll get like half an hour around 12 o'clock. And I think my brain gets so excited at the prospect of a a decent night's sleep, it wakes itself up. Oh, no. (laughs) You did it, Danny. Well done. You did it! But that was really nice, wasn't it? That That's enough now. That's enough. Six hours of staring at your phone. Oh,
4: Danny, have you tried not staring at your phone? Danny, have you tried that? Have you tried not staring at your phone? Danny, when you need to go to sleep, have you tried <laughs> taking out the blue, the, the orange light, and replacing it with a different <laughs> coloured light so it it helps your serotonin?
1: Have you had a wank?
4: <laughs> have you tried that, Danny? Danny, have you tried having oh, a wank, Danny? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, you all know me well <laughs> enough to know that that's the first, second,
0: third, fourth, fifth,
3: sixth,
1: and eighth thing that I've mean, I We've got out. the emails about the so it's,
0: it's that- we will never forget the disgrace. As as a kid, I used to have uh, a lot of uh, of sleepless nights, and I w- when I was only thinking about this this morning, one of my favorite things that I would do is I really got into the whole world of American infomercials because we had cable at this point and uh, listeners, um, there used to be this thing called linear TV, which meant that you turned your TV on and there would just be a stream of television happening. And because midnight and, and you know, the the wee hours of the morning are very cheap. uh, If if you want to get programming on there, there was a guy who came up with this concept of, uh of very long like one hour long ads called uh what's it called um infomercials. infomercials thank you infomercials um and they were for, almost for always for kitchen uh appliances and weirdly they were always american but they had one english guy with a ponytail who would show you the knife or the blender or the microwave dish that allowed you to cook a turkey in the microwave in three minutes. <laughs> um, and I used to sit and watch these um, because it was something to do that wasn't staring at my ceiling.
1: It was um, before the, the days of, I mean, TV, and you probably don't remember this,
0: Mark, you're a little bit
1: younger. TV used to turn oh, off. Oh,
0: oh, yeah, the shutdown. Oh, yeah, I remember the shutdown.
1: Here is the white dot and here is the noise, as they used to say then, but... And then they said, oh, Central TV, which is our ITV franchise, we're going 24 hours. But what they didn't say was that the three or four of those hours were an hour-long infomercial, then a thing called Central Job Finding, <laughs> which was um, essentially uh, envisioned, continually envisioned captions about some warehouse <laughs> jobs and <in> shard ends. <laughs> you know, or a forklift truck operator uh, have
0: you got your um, your forklift license? You got Was this license? like a CFAX page, like a teletext type?
1: No, it was. It had been done on a like an Aston type thing rather than um, oh, like okay, the, like a teletext. But it was. Um, but it had a the, it had sort of a library music underneath it, da, 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 da. and then you'd you'd be waiting. For that really long intro to Good Morning Britain, <laughs> where the parachute is
0: come down and the egg was smashed. Was oh, the start. the start of the start of programming was it was this amazing yeah, it's like oh, the programming is starting for the
3: day. It was yeah, it was quite the thing. Apparently I um had had insomnia from a very little kid, like I, I didn't sleep much as a kid. And I'd go downstairs and turn the telly on and watch the open university. Just sit there learning how fucking you know covalent bonds are and how light bulbs work and I shit. I
0: feel like that really does cement our two brains um you edified and um increased your knowledge you brought your curiosity to bear you learned new things and i watched infomercials about blenders <laughs> these days it's all the pro- it's all the programs you didn't watch in the day
1: again with somebody doing a little dance in the <laughs>
0: John Hickman, you made an allusion at the beginning of the episode to, um, the type of person who likes to tell another type of person just how easily they sleep. Mm. You're not that type of person, are you, John? You're more empathetic than that, aren't you, John?
2: I, I, I I don't, (laughs) so I don't have the sorts of problems that you're both talking about with sleeping, but I do, I go to sleep the latest in, in my house and I'll, I will need to read and things like that and do you on. have do you have a um
0: a shutting down routine Does uh, increase, john 's programming close
2: for the day yeah in, in, increasingly so because i'm am a man of a certain age that I need to have a routine mark um i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to that stage of life where you get up at four o'clock in the morning and go, well, I might as well weed the garden <laughs> no. Um, because I I I did used to see somebody when I was walking home, like from parties and stuff like that, in a particular place, and he was always out weeding his garden at like four a.m. in the morning. Um, and you you do get some regulars out, don't you? Like there's um, there's a fellow near us who who makes LinkedIn videos of him walking his dog. Um, and they're 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 like five a.m. time thing. So there are some there are some early. Oh, is he there?
0: like one of those like successful habits of? No, he just walks the dog, mate, and
2: or something. He's just, he's just trying to... He's just going, fucking hell, I've got to walk the dog. I might as well. Beat the crowd. Might as well. <laughs> yeah. Might as well get some content <laughs> Beat the rush. out of it. Um, ah. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very, very much enjoying... One of the things during lockdown is, is that I've, I've had more lions on the weekend because there's nothing to do. Um, and I'm, I'm impressed with my ability to have a lion as an older mm. gentleman. Can't do it. Oh, crazy. I, I mean
0: i have to get up anyway because the cats will have me up at quarter to seven um mm. and then it is just a question of like am i if i go to if i go back to sleep i'm going to wake up with mm. a headache because i need my caffeine mm. or do i so am i just up now well you feed I'm just them. up now
2: you make your coffee you get into bed with your coffee i did that yeah i did that that Drink was quite You read your book for a bit and go. Do you know what? I'm a little bit. I'm just going to shut my eyes. Have a little.
0: Yeah, that's nice. And have a little one of those. I've got a lovely coffee maker now that um, has got the little timer on it, and so I can I can wake up to a fresh brew. Um, And what time
2: does she come? Well, now, now, Danny, no doubt, has been told by people before. Oh, Danny! Oh, you're having you're having cups of tea too late. You need to stop having (laughs) cups of tea. After some reason,
4: they are all Geordie, but they are very helpful.
2: no, but what I was going to say was like, I, 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 there's, there's this thing about coffee, right? Coffee and tea. Oh, don't drink it too late because it will affect your sleep. I literally took a mug of tea to bed last night. Tea has got very little caffeine. When people say
1: tea has got more caffeine in coffee, they mean by <laughs> weight. Bollocks. of The actual <laughs> stuff that is like by weight, but yeah. you have a, a lot less tea. Oh, because you just show it to the water and then you take it away. <laughs> but also, the, it, just by, yeah, but just by weight. So if you've got like, um, I don't know, a pound of tea and a pound of, Coffee. Which one's the falls, same amount, which of, one falls material? Yeah, just, it is quicker. But each but you make a lot more cups of coffee from that
3: than you would cups of tea. If you
1: or, or the other way around.
3: It no a normal cup of tea has about twenty-five milligrams of caffeine. A cup of instant coffee has about thirty-five. If you're starting into your filter coffees or your your specially brewed coffees, then you got more. But it also depends on what tea, how strong you make it, and how long you leave it. So
0: it all depends. Like a, a it can be negotiated. I, I grind negligible. my own beans, Danny. What what does that do? What does that do?
1: Well, it normally, sends me off to sleep. But um, that's
0: a lot <laughs> Danny
3: says it doesn't work seven or eight times. Uh, there is such a thing as a caffeine. Yes, nap, there is. Which is you uh, you 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 administer your your preferred caffeine method, and try and get a quick nap in before it actually kicks in. So there's like depending on your metabolism and size and weight. There's about 20 15 minutes of um of, of before before lift off so um yeah you, you can have the old um the old caffeine nap I've never never done that successfully this is
0: the yeah so this is the thing so you 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 made the allusion to being able to maybe get half an hour in like of a daytime is that how you can nap because I don't think I've successfully uh, I every now and again I can nap but I have to be really tired I like the idea of being able to get a quick nap in
3: I can nap as long as there's stakes involved with me not waking up. Ooh. So, okay. <laughs> if there's a chance, if there's a chance that I fall asleep and ruin something by staying asleep, I will. I will hit REM sleep <laughs> in seconds flat. <laughs> if there's a chance that waking up, I've gone from like deep sleep to awake in less than a couple of seconds and have to function. That's yes. when it happens, baby. Yeah. I'll be drooling, my hair's in my face. And all of a sudden, like, the doctor's on the phone going, it's time for your appointment. And I'm like, oh, ah, you guys. Um, Yeah, uh, it, it's just, uh, the simple thing is, and I've worked it out, is that my brain hates me and um, wants to see me fail because it needs something to show on the highlights reel that plays in my brain as I can't sleep. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Remember when you called the doctor mum, Dan? Yep, yep, I remember that. I don't think you do. Here's here's a breakdown analysis with uh, two commentators. Jeff, we, can we go to the you. clip? Can we go to the clip? He's uh, talking over. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> He's about to make it. Okay, <laughs> mum. Yeah, but it's in slow motion That. <laughs>
2: He's clearly got it mixed up. Look at that digital pen and the drawing around your mouth as you no, this this
0: is the bit where he really fumbles the ball. Here, you can see it here, <laughs> and, that did, and that
1: didn't set him to sleep either. I feel at some point in our sort of introductory talk, I should bring up Margaret Thatcher.
2: Oh, thank God, uh, I was I was hoping. Please you would. do because I've got I've got some prepared <gasps> statements. On uh-huh. this, so go ahead. So the <laughs> the the, 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 accept, the accepted tale is
1: that. Margaret Thatcher only needed four hours sleep a night. Apparently so, yeah. Um, or at least uh, and we we, I don't think we've ever really um got to grips with which part of the night um Margaret Thatcher slept because if she went to bed at like ten o'clock, then you're getting up at two, and I mean sent. She watched a lot of central job line, although there although there weren't many jobs going at that point. I wonder why. But the big question is essentially: is that why Margaret Thatcher was in such a bad mood all, all of the time? The time yeah, because she only got four hours sleep.
2: I when when we were di- when when I was doing my piece, I spent quite a lot of time thinking about this this four hours thing, and this this probably makes more sense once I've once I've done the piece actually. But um the. I did spend quite a lot of time thinking about the fact that there there is a certain like cachet that we we have afforded to people who don't sleep. So like Danny's Danny presents not sleeping as like a pathology in a way because he hates it and he wants to sleep. Um, but there are there are people like who will I, I'm, I'm sure there are tech dudes who are well there are them, oh god like, yeah there are so
0: many like no sleep bros
2: yeah and have you seen the Mark Wahlberg routine yes
0: oh
1: yeah. That's just that's just like Arnold Rimmer's uh, two Rumors revision.
2: Yes, it really, really is. So there is there is a, definitely a fetish, fetishization of 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 not having not having sleep. And um, but it's really bad for you. It's really
3: bad. There's a there's a marked decline, uh, cognitive decline, if you don't get enough sleep. Like it, it's. Well, like John
2: said, like why did she make the decisions she made? Like-
3: <laughs> <laughs> if I got into a car and the taxi driver said, "Oh, I only sleep four four hours a night," I'd be like. Getting
2: straight back out and reporting it. Like there's no fucking way. Have you been busy? Yeah, well, only for four hours. <laughs> the rest of the time I was just... so there's another dimension to, to sort of not not sleeping and and seeing it as 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 a power move, which was again something else I was I was working on in a rejected version of my piece, which was that like to a certain extent, not only does someone like Thatcher or someone who's a tech broker and like, oh yeah, I'm so efficient and so driven that I only need to sleep. You'd imagine that um Somebody like Zephod, if there was something going on, he's like, oh, "I'm not going." He'd be like, "I'm not going to bed." Like, we're going straight through crew here. Let's like party on. There is a certain type of person um, who who would eschew sleep as being like not cool enough for the current moment. Sleeps for women. Also, I've got an 11 year old, right? So my oldest son is 11 at the minute. So he is in this prime period of just like I just don't want to go to bed. What do you want to do? I don't know. Just like not not sleep is what I want to do. I just want to be up past the limit of what I'm capable of. Um So there is, there is a certain positivity and a certain call cool you can get from, from not going, not going to sleep. So maybe Danny, maybe you need to kind of like embrace either your psychopathic head of state or your, uh or your, or your, or your 11 year old self and just go, yeah, fucking 2am. Brilliant. lads, bring it He's on. He's been
0: embracing his 11 year old self for the last,
3: 39 years um yeah i mean it's quite
0: cool like it is like uh, uh,
3: you know there are benefits like uh, uh, uh what's that thing jet lag yeah because
0: you don't have a circadian rhythm <laughs> to, I, I, to be it,
3: it is it is like well aren't you tired i'm always fucking tired what about the clock change how's that gonna do you yeah? absolutely no thing, nothing whatsoever it doesn't absolutely i thought that
1: was, was banned I thought the. uh I this has been going on?
0: I don't, no, I, don't, I don't think Brexit has had anything to do with the clock change.
1: Well, no, well, no, but the EU, well It's a good British yeah, clock
2: change.
0: You would think that, wouldn't you?
1: But coming into uh, force either this year or next year, the EU have outlawed daylight savings time, and each country in, in the EU has got to d- decide once and for all <laughs>
2: what time are the weather, they in or are they out?
0: Whether,
1: whether on
2: permanent summer or permanent winter. Apparently, this wow. yeah you go, yeah. yeah, go summer, wouldn't you? You'd go summer. You'd would, go summer. You wouldn't want the PR of going winter unless you had ski resorts.
1: It's not really going to like snow or sun or whatever, but they, you've got to pick either permanent plus
2: plus, you know, plus one or permanent normal. <laughs> well, that's a little bit. It's calling it normal like that, John. You're trying to lead them a bit. I can't believe well, you're being time zone normative,
0: John. It's yeah. Someone unlike you. Um, who, who here among us is aware of sleep procrastination? Like doing a job instead of going to bed. It's doing anything instead of going to bed, basically. it's Apparently it affects younger people, the the sort of Gen Zs and and, and whatnot. Um, But uh, Danny, it sounds like you've done the the reading on this. It's
3: the theory that um, the reason why people put off going to sleep isn't necessarily that they can't sleep. It's that they're trying to get a measure of control back into their lives for their own time. So their time is so monopolized by their side hustle and their main hustle. And what they're obligated to do is that they, they stay awake out of this like almost subconscious desire to to own my, their own time and, and, do, you know, not necessarily nothing with it, but you know, what they want with it. This is definitely true.
1: When I first had a, a job, you know, the whole, uh, William Morris, eight hours for work, eight hours for sleep, eight hours for what, what thou what wilt, 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 as a, as it were the um but you've got your eight hours for work but i would got an hour commuting either way
2: that's 10 well that's what you whilst that's 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 on you
1: right, yeah but i will <laughs> I, I whilst get there
2: but that's what, yeah but the, my point was
1: my, i think my point was i i said I think i said this to someone i'm not spending i'm not spending uh more time um asleep than i am like awake doing something i liked because uh, i couldn't pinch the time back from work you do yeah you pinch the time from from sleep, until eventually a, a lathe gets too close to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, um I, was, I was talked about having, um, like, been deliberately avoiding sleep and, like, watching the telly in the middle of the night when I was
4: young, I do not have
1: any problems uh, sleeping. nowadays. sorry, Dan. Um, in fact, I'm normally asleep by about, well, you're keeping us up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <essentially>. <laughs> sorry about that.
0: <laughs> We'll we'll try not to uh, eat too much into I your, think the, what's all that?
1: All the uh, press, the prestige uh, dramas that <laughs> on the telly. No time for that. I there's no 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 amount of um, explosions and uh, corrupt policemen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get to sleep. I'm not gonna catch these coppers.
3: <laughs> having Excellent. having slept with John on multiple occasions, I can attest that there is a lot less farts <laughs> than you'd think. And a gentle purring snore that's actually oh, quite comforting. That's
2: nice. I actually managed last night to listen to my own snoring and find it quite comforting. I was like asleep and cognizant that I was snoring, but I was also definitely asleep. It was quite—it's quite a chill moment for me. I was. I got that.
0: woken up last night by the cat who is uh, right now uh, waving her ass in my webcam, <clears throat> who uh, had left a gift for me. Now, when I say that, that sounds like a euphemism. Um, she hadn't shat anywhere. Uh, but she does do, she does like to bring me things. So the problem is oh. she's a cat, so she's fucking dumb. And so she's got a toy. Also, she ain't got a credit card. No, so. no, exactly. Um, she's got a toy that she likes to bring me every now and again and present to me to say, here, I found this thing for you. Uh, and the way that she does that <laughs> is by putting the toy in her mouth, dropping the toy, and then sitting near it and crying Incessantly until I come to take the toy from her, thank her, and put the toy in a drawer so that this can't happen again at two a.m.
2: So um, I, I, I haven't heard all of the pieces yet, but um, one of the things that I did give some thought to is whether or not I could do something about cats or like cat-like creatures in the galaxy. Mm. Um, if it's not treading on anyone's pieces, like is that something we want to talk about? Oh, sure. The 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 catnap. The dog sleep. Like these, these, <laughs> the these dog bloody sleep. animals. These bloody animals who make it their, their life's work to just have a chill time. Like Danny, you don't have a cat, do you, Dan? Uh,
3: girlfriend's yeah, got do cat you get on with the cat, cat, Danny, cat, so, or do you look at it with, like, uh,
2: guilt? Yeah. And-
3: I, lo- I, I fucking love her. I, I absolutely adore this cat. This, this cat is my favorite. How good are cats at sleeping? She, she, um, she, she crawls on my shoulder while I'm sleeping and uh, expects fuss then. But if no fusses forthcoming, she'll either sleep on my shoulder, balanced on my shoulder while I'm sleeping, or go sleep uh, near my feet. Now, when I had a bad ankle, I had a bad ankle for a week, like last week, and every single day I had a bad ankle. She slept on the bad ankle because oh, it was probably warm. But since it's since it's got better, never been near it again. Like still sleeping at my feet, but but
0: like has decided. <laughs> yes, no, my is ankle ankle better now. <laughs> So, if if I haven't already explained, it's been it's it's been a while, and we've been talking for quite a while. Uh, but what we what we do here on this podcast is we write guide entries that might go. Uh, it's it's like on an atlas where you've got the the blank, or in fact, on my um, The bits you colour in. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm doing grade four rock and pop guitar at the moment, and uh, on the uh, in the last few pages there are blank staves that you can write some notes in you could just write your own notes in, in the staves. Um, and, and and that's sort of what we do here here on, the, on Beware of the Leopard now is that we, we reached the end of the guide, we completed it, we've talked about it, and now we're trying to write more so that basically in 10 years' time, other podcasters um, yes. can analyse the work that we've done and then yes, see, can. you know... Uh,
2: and they'll probably make more money out of and, it. Yeah, well, you know, I've,
1: yeah. I've, I've said before that <laughs> We should get on the ground floor of this. We should start self-analyzing ourselves. I told you. This.
2: We yes.
0: say this every time, and we yeah, we, we need to do it. We need to properly disappear up our own assholes, uh, perhaps a little further than we already have. Um, and with and with that, um, I think it's about time that we we turned uh, matters over to the written word. And I think mm-hmm. we are going to kick off <laughs> proceedings after an hour of talking with uh, John Jonathan Bounds. Oh yeah that's me. And his words about sleep. Hello. The, um,
1: Hi. I think well um I I think there's a there's a, when we we talked about this and Danny decided the theme for the episode I think my main problem was um I have a very very normal relationship with sleep. Um I can sleep very easily. Uh you know I'd go to sleep at a normal time, I wake up at a normal time, I feel awake refre- refreshed. I don't snore too loudly. I don't um Cough myself awake. Um, I sleep in the nude if you're interested. Uh, do you sleep things. in the nude if we're
0: not interested?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, that would just be too. That would just be. <laughs> so it, it wasn't sleep that I honed in on. Um, I wanted to hone in on something that I do find quite uninteresting, which is um, the idea of dreams and their meaning. <laughs>
4: There are many theories about sleep, none of them correct. Hitchhikers might reflect that for them, the greatest advantage of daily temporary loss of consciousness is that long journeys, long conversations or long expenses claim interrogations are boring and sleep can provide welcome respite. They must, however, take notice of different sleep customs around the galaxy. For example, however logical it may seem, in most stereo visual societies the exchange rate of 40 winks to 20 blinks is not accepted and will earn you only a punch in the throat. The other thing to be aware of is that sleep in itself is boring, which is why we have dreams. Or is it, the jury is out? On the planet Gabriel, for example, dreams can come true. But despite how disruptive to the narrative of a civilization this could be, the population have risen above in mitigation. Exam invigilators are supplied with copious amounts of spare outfits. Sports writers are unfazed when major cup finals are won by tremendous acts of skill from unlikely, unfit, and unheard of players who miraculously appear on the pitch. And civil rights leaders have found alternative employment. They gotta have hope. You know they gotta be strong. Around the galaxy this does not happen. Most life forms dream with no consequences or effect on the waking world. This has not stopped people declining to sit or rather lie back and enjoy the experience in favour of deciding that they must mean something. On Earth one can purchase multiple guides to the meaning of dreams. Most will inform you that dreaming of all your teeth falling out is a premonition of loss. It is of huge amounts of cash to dental fees. The vast majority of these books are hokum, but there still persists a desire for dreams to reflect something, perhaps something subconscious within the dreamer. It forms a plank of certain types of psychoanalysis. Sigmund Freud is the man who wrote the motherfucking book, and also wrote the interpretation of dreams about interpreting dreams, which also has quite a lot of motherfucking in it now we come to not mention it. Freud believed that a trained psychoanalyst could delve deep into the mind of a being based on their dreams. It's a difficult skill, which is why such psychoanalysts are able to command such high fees. But it's more likely because no one cares about your dreams and they're boring. In fact, the best thing a hitchhiker who remembers their dreams can do is use them to help fellow passengers drop off on a long space flight.
2: seem to just be doing like a, a long list of things that i thought about writing and didn't write and you touched on one just just there at the end which is like, like sleep and travel and obviously like the, the the big sci-fi trope is hypersleep, stasis and and not being not being awake for for, for for long journeys would you like to live in a world where when you were traveling you just
1: had a sleep and didn't exist for a bit Insomniac, Insomniac Smith though does. I've been on very long car journeys with Danny, and the absolute minute the engine's turned on, you
2: go on the motorway. Oh, oh. And then does he does he complain when you turn the radio on? John?
1: he just fucking. You've got to keep him in the back seat because if he was meant to be doing anything like
2: reading a map or
1: something, <laughs> land of nod.
3: It is the only time that I experience what other people experience about. You know, they say, "Oh, as soon as my head hits the pillow." Yeah, yeah. like as soon as we pull near the motorway, I'm, I am very gone. much like
0: a baby in that respect. Very much. You so. know, you want to drive around the block a few times just so you know you can keep him down.
3: It's um when you when you, when you uh, do kind of like uh go travelling and stuff. Um, it's generally accepted that you book one of the night um journeys because you can sleep on the journey and save yourself a, a night's. I, yeah, pay, paying for a
0: oh, you get double bubble sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was it like? Because you you took a very long, a very long train journey in India. I had a premium ticket sleeper,
3: a carriage, but it was um, it wasn't really because it was um, I happened to be on the train on the way to a, a Vishnu festival, and so it was absolutely packed. And when I was finally able to get to my seat, like. Like it, it was, it was more packed than anything. And fair play to them; they kept the the bunk completely clear, so I was able to crawl on with my bed. But it, it was absolutely, absolutely packed. Um, and there was two kids just constantly staring at me from the bottom of the bed like that,
2: like The Shining.
3: Well, just like their their, their eyes and nose above the above the bed like that, staring at me. Oh wow! Like that. In the end, of the parents were look. They, they were like, uh, in imperfect English, obviously. Like they were like. Um, Sorry, they've just not seen someone with blue hair before. (laughs) It's because I had blue hair. And they were like, that's for the festival, right? I was like, I I don't know what you're talking about. And they were like, well, Vishnu's blue. So, like, they just presumed that I dyed my hair in honour of Vishnu. Yeah, it turns out the guy that was on the bunk below me was from Coventry.
2: (laughs) 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 And he thought it was just because you were a Sky Blues fan. So, you know, it's fine. (laughs) I love the... um, I love. I mean, uh, the, the, the the listener doesn't actually get the effect of, of us listening to John reading this. They get the effect of the guide being read professionally. Thank uh, that you, That absolutely killed me, the list of jokes about about dreams. I just want to say how much I appreciate that. John, that was a fantastic bit of writing. I really, really enjoyed it. That was the only bit that I've got. Everything else <laughs>
1: is just like um, scaffolding to do that
2: bit. I love that that duality you have sometimes if you have a very, very vivid dream. I don't know if anyone's ever had this, where you, you both know that you've dreamt and that it's absurd, but you also are convinced it's real at the same time. And I'll, I'll give you a worked example so you know what I'm saying. I, When I was about 12 or 13 and I was sharing a room with my brother who's um, nine years older than me, so like, you know, he's a grown-ass man and I'm a young teenager essentially, um, I had a really, really vivid dream that I was on a train, sat on an atomic bomb, And that if I moved, the atomic bomb would go off because 80s, 90s child, right? Obviously, atomic bombs. And I woke up like drenched in sweat, sat up in my bed on my pillow. And I wanted to call out to my brother to tell him how upset I was that if I moved, an atomic bomb would go off. But I also knew that he would come and punch me in the head. For waking him up, which is a very reasonable thing to do when somebody tells you they're sat on an atomic bomb at two or three in the morning, and you have got to go <laughs> to work the next day to weld me- whatever <laughs> it was he used to weld out of metal. I don't know what he made. He was a he's a welder. He welds stuff, right? Like he doesn't need he doesn't need m- his thirteen year old bloody key stage three student brother who's worrying <laughs> about reading Measure for Measure and getting the york notes and finding out why it was funny to walk around <laughs> swinging a bag saying you've got sack like he didn't need this dickhead talking to him about atomic bombs um so yeah does anyone get that <laughs> well i think that uh, is an interesting
1: sort of um i did when i was young have a recurring nightmare um and the, the nightmare featured essentially a uh, a ball Big black ball continually rolling, squashing like the prisoner uh, flower squ- squashing flows no, of black. So okay, flowers <laughs> mostly, da- mostly daisies. Just continually, just quite a low shot behind it, and uh, squashing these daisies. And the idea was that if you squashed this last daisy, I would die. Oh my god! And I always woke up before it squashed mm-hmm. last daisy. Good. And then years later, when we got MTV, I realised I'd been dreaming the video to the Breeders' Cannonball. <laughs>
2: But I did. This was way pre the
1: song and the video come
2: out. I love the way you describe that as being like a low shot because actually, like dreams are very cinematic, aren't they? You, you, you could storyboard. Oh God, yeah. I mean, oh, I'll read you if, if I may,
0: if I can find it. Um, I'll read you the idea that came fully formed in my head. Um. Uh, late last year, when I I woke up and I was like, I, I've got to, I've got to put this down.
2: In fact, I because I, I journal a lot of my dreams now, um, because I'm I'm, I'm that mm-hmm. guy. Um, so wait, a dream journal is a book you write down about your dreams in. It's not like a Barbie thing where it's like <laughs> I am going to have a castle and a camper van.
3: I, I've got a dream that I I wrote down. This is the last time I remember a dream, uh, and it was in October of uh, last year, twenty fourth of October. Um, so dream. Harry Potter, worst witch type thing. Fluffy and light until the last year. One little witch being picked on. The others are leaving hairs in the sink on her stuff everywhere. She picks it up and eats it. She's been eating them all. Then gagging, she pulls them all from her throat. A dangling bezoar that looks like a mass pulled from a shower plug. As it dangles in her hand, it starts to look like a human central nervous system. Her eyes go black and burst into flame. Immediately tormentors scream in absolute agony.
1: No wonder you don't sleep, mate.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh here we go. Um so I put it in a so this is walk through. Um a happy guy I, I haven't read this uh since since I wrote it pretty much, so mm. uh but this this came fully formed in my head uh sometime last year. A happy guy, brackets dying of cancer, close brackets, convinces a miserable guy that life is actually a video game and that he was born with the uh strategy guide. He walks The sad guy through different scenarios, encouraging him to do really dumb stuff with the idea that he's winning the game. Act two ends with the happy guy coming clean or being caught out as mooching off the sad guy, and we discover the happy guy is dying and just wanted to spread some final joy. Act three ends with him sending the sad guy one last instruction, maybe from the Game Institute, so it looks official, to meet him somewhere where he watches some people act out his favourite cutscene from his favourite game. If If we're really feeling it, maybe the happy guy is no longer there because he died in the intervening time? No, maybe that's just what we think, and that he's fine for now, just a bit thinner. They laugh, beers clink, credits roll, the writer gets the Oscar
2: so that's you woke up with that in your head yeah
0: so essentially the film yeah i had i had this this plot in my head of uh a guy who convinces someone that life is a video game and that he's got the walkthrough and so i knew that there was like there was a scene where he's chatting up a pretty girl behind the bar and the guy like that the happy guy's in this this sad guy's earpiece and he's telling him all these lines and it's like a romantic comedy um, mm. You know, and this this sad, lonely guy, um, he's been given all these like really charming lines by the happy guy because the happy guy's like, no, this is how you win the game. Um, and yeah, I, I was like that. A lot of that, so much of that track is like an actual idea. You know who's going to play the different parts? You know it's a British romantic comedy. Uh, you know you've got the charming guy who's like, yeah, no, I've actually got the cheat codes to life. Like life is actually a video game, and you can play it. And I, I've got the strategy guide. It's called the walkthrough. Life is like a video I mean, game. I, I just hope it's not like The Last of Us Part Two because I'd like it to end.
2: Oh, the Last of it. it was that was it harrowing. Was experience.
4: Next up to the sleep, Oki, mm. it's Danny Smith. Sleep has been used for many things by many different cultures, famously as further proof against God. Ulon Khalifid, during his later ignoble years, in a mildly popular subscription newsletter, God's Plan and Other Mistakes, argued that in even a moderately robust food chain, there's no evolutionary advantage to turning your senses off and lying down, not moving like a delicious sack of meat. Worth noting that this was during an ill-thought-out carnivorous only diet his daughter had everyone follow and just before he was put into a coma for his crippling addiction to cracking open thermometers and drinking whatever was inside. For a while, sleep was a perfect example of a phenomenon dubbed the idiot seesaw, which, put simply, is where the less you know about a subject, the more you think you know, and vice versa. The most common reaction to telling someone that you have trouble sleeping is for the person being told to offer up a list of very obvious solutions that always works for them. This shuffles them further away from the fulcrum of the idiot seesaw because they instantly place themselves into the role of expert by merely being better at falling asleep than an insomniac, which is like assuming you're a championship sprinter merely because you grew more legs than an amputee. The most interesting thing about the idiot seesaw is that everybody reading this for the first time, even if they accept it might be a real thing, will think it definitely doesn't apply to them. By the way, the answer to the question, have you tried X, X being exercise, herbal fucking tea, snorting crush Benadryl, is nearly always yes, yes they have. In fact, they've tried X, Y, Z and a number of other things not covered by an alphabet you've never heard of. Insomniacs have a combination of terrible desperation, long stretches of unfillable time, and reduced brain function that makes every myth, old wives cure, and quack treatment an option. And it should be noted, the reason why the night cycles of most broadcast entertainment is filled with long repetitive advertisements for near useless products. Sleep happens to every sentient creature, but it was only when robots started and we could observe what was happening in real time that there was any understanding of why. Also, we got to answer the ages-old Earth riddle, do androids dream of electric sheep? The answer being, not really, but they do sometimes count them to drop off. It was discovered sleep resets the central processing unit by clearing all the information being held in the short term and stacking in the long term. So no electric sheep, but it does help quite a lot with the ram. Which is why it's quite easy to feel terrible by not having enough sleep, but incredibly hard to feel good by having extra. As a hitchhiker, sleep can be infrequent and learning the skill of being able to sleep anywhere is hard fought and treasured. Of course, there is a shortcut which involves three or four pan-galactic gargle blasters, but if you make a habit out of this, you might want to develop a few other skills, like getting others to pay your bar tab, organ regeneration, and being able to judge the kind of day you're about to have by the taste of the carpet you woke up on, all of which have entries later in this book.
2: I am so proud of that joke. I, I want to retire from it's So puns. good. You could sell that to Tim Vine. He'd take it to Edinburgh and he'd get the one liner award again. It's so bloody good. I am so proud of you. I am delighted to name you as my friend. All uh, you've got great. to do to win that
1: one liner award is develop a, a tight hour, get signed by Avalon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, that's Couldn't it. Be um, that is, that is, that is, thus spake a man who has had every experience of telling people about your sleep habits. What, is it just sleep that everybody feels like they've got the secret code to? Like, we're all just doing Like, the people who can't sleep, yeah, you're all just doing it wrong. Like, is sleep that one thing that everybody thinks, like, well, I'm obviously doing it right, so here's what you do?
1: No, um, conceiving a child. Oh, I mean, of course, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, new new parents driving everybody thinks they're they're the
3: perfect driver mm-hmm. so uh george, george carlin has got this um got, got this line have you ever noticed on the motorway anyone faster a than maniac yeah is uh, a lunatic and anyone sl- yeah any, anyone slower than you is is an idiot mm-hmm. and i i think about that line a lot because i love how i, I love how like self-proving that is it's like because you drive at the perfect speed because because you think it's the perfect speed so anything more than that excessive is, isn't and anything less <laughs> yeah. than that I, yeah I, I i i think i think about that line a lot and I, I i love it i love it a lot i have tried everything when it comes to sleep i have i have tried every food i've tried lettuce <laughs> i have tried lettuce
2: what hang on is that a thing sorry lettuce is supposed to
3: contain a chemical that allows you to get to sleep more easily Well, water no that that that's a that's a general thing that 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 I read in an article at five like, o'clock in the morning. and Fucking tried.
1: Jesus Christ! Now I really like the um, uh, the the idiot Caesar thing. Yeah, is that but... your own
3: thing? Because I reference uh, thing <laughs> so much that I wanted to give it its own like universal mm-hmm. galactic name yep. rather than something that I was thinking to...
1: about the idiot Caesar. And when I was reading the thing recently that uh, by uh, either Dunning or Kruger, <laughs>
2: oh, have they split up and have they, they got said... musical differences. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but they said that the Dunning Kruger effect was bollocks. And uh, the more you knew about it, the less that you were. Uh, <laughs> <no.
4: laughs>
1: Essentially, it was a typical anomaly. I,
3: I do like my um, my references to Jordan Peterson. I hope people understood that who that was. I thought they were. I thought, would, him, I thought they were for. A, <laughs> Yeah. From from here
2: until the so time. I can't engage with that right now because I'm still just thinking about the idea that, that Dunning's got a tour and Kruger's got a tour, and mm-hmm. like <laughs> the real Dunning Kruger effect. Plus the continuity Dunning Kruger, Kruger effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's Dunning's Dunning Kruger.
1: Jeff Dunning's.
2: What was the Jordan Peterson bit? I I just 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 put a just underline it for me because I didn't
3: quite catch it. So uh I wanted um because uh because drawing the parallels between Oolong Kalufid and um Dawkins I, I feel is a bit passe. I went to the the next thinker of uh, of rational Got uh, it. Uh, thoughts, which is uh the the um, Jordan Peterson famous for his his meat-only diet. Um shortly before he was put into a medical coma <laughs> for his um, benzo addiction in a Russian clinic by his
1: daughter. I prefer to refer to that as a uh, meat-induced
2: coma. Oh, very good. So was he doing Atkins then, like extreme Atkins? Is that basically what he was...
3: What yeah, there are people that still advocate for a, for a meat-only diet. Can I... Can I while, while, while I have the floor, can I just say that, you know, not me about all this because I do get like noticeably more hours in the day. But, you know, they're not all usable, but I do get them. Um and it might be my fault a little just a little bit. I did spend the later part of my teenage years and my early twenties taking quite a lot of amphetamines. Like there is a small chance that I burn out my sleep <laughs> lamp, like like Lemmy.
2: Mr Hickman, you are up. I have got some words about sleep that I have prepared for I would you.
0: like your prepared words. Please prepare them now.
4: Sleep is a lot like sex, in that everyone worries they don't get enough of it, and anyone you know who says they get plenty is almost certainly lying. Both of these activities are often done in a bed, but can just as easily be done in a bathroom, if, for example, you go to a very good party... They're also both lovely to do on a summer's day, on a nice blanket in the park, perhaps after a nice picnic or a vigorous game of zorping. It's often said that sex is the oldest business in the galaxy, but few think about the fact that Sleep's the second oldest business and was actually founded 38.3 seconds after the first sexual transaction was completed, it came so close. From the sleep cafes of Geohiri 7 to the serious cybernetics sleeper dream factories and the REM index on the stock exchanges of Eucostia, there is money in sleeping. And for the hitchhiker who needs to raise some quick cash, sleep can be an opportunity. As your mind winds down to sleep, its processing power is essentially put in a dormant state, potential computational energy which is of great use to the sub-ether cash mining industry. Sub ether cash is a spurious offshoot of money money itself is inherently ridiculous and abstract you might as well use leaves as part of a fiscal policy but sub cash is an abstraction on an abstraction It works by computers making promises to each other based on the outcomes of nearly impossible calculations, such as how many poppadums should we ask for, and if a train leaves London at 11.52 carrying 12 passengers, and a Vogon constructor fleet skips through a wormhole in quadrant 117b at 00032 standard units, what's the volume in moles of tea vaporised in the buffet car when the Earth is destroyed? Technologist Clydo Galato has pioneered a way for the sleeping downtime of the brain to take a stake in answering these puzzles by plugging into his distributed proton slide rule. It's estimated that for every nine hours of sleep a hitchhiker can put into the network, they'll earn enough to buy a small bowl of noodles, redeemable at select stores only. Sleep is, of course, an essential part of the life cycle, allowing bodies to repair and the mind to process a busy day into cogent memories, So there is some personal toil to be considered before connecting yourself up. Galato himself has said of the process, it is literally setting fire to your entire brain, then pouring petrol on that fire, then jumping around saying, help, 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 my brain is on fire, whilst throwing lit matches at your cerebrum, but not in a good way. For hitchhikers with strong ethical convictions, there are other industries where fast money can be earned, some of which have been around for about 38 seconds longer than sleeping.
0: Phenomenal! That uh, that is you are. But you're you're batting such a high average at the moment. For, um, I I think adherence to adherence sounds like you're like slavishly to it. But like that as as an homage, um, Mm -hmm. to 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 that work is is superb. The way it opens, um, that is such a lovely Adamzy kind of line. I that's yeah. I I Thank had you. such a lovely time through all of that.
2: Oh, thanks, appreciate that. Well, Douglas Adams would not have liked Bitcoin, would he? Which is interesting because we talk a lot about how he was into technology stuff. Yeah. but he was also into planet stuff. Yeah. Oh, and God, so yeah. a technology stuff that's literally setting fire to the planet. I don't think he would be releasing a book as a non fungible token. I don't. <laughs> I don't think he'd be a fan of Bitcoin. I, th- I
3: think he would have. He would have saw it as the. The, the scam that it is, the multi-level marketing scam that it is, And he would have called it out very, very.
0: Early. I don't see it as a scam. I, I, I see, I, I do see. I mean, we're not going to make a podcast about um, NFTs, but uh, I see the value in it. But I also see the the destruction of the earth. Um, but you know, we, we'll we'll put almond almond milk here, and then NFTs can go can go slightly higher. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I've really got into recently? Almond milk, oat, oat milk. milk, oat mm. milk. It's delicious. I heartily recommend it.
1: Tea tastes like porridge.
0: (laughs) Well, I had porridge this morning, and it's 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 the first time I've had like porridge, as in like proper porridge. So it's got nothing in it apart from oats. And I wanted to die. It was so (laughs) grim. It was that and a banana, and it was just the grimmest. Were you hungry about ten minutes later? No, I wasn't. I was just depressed. If you make if you make porridge out of oatmeal, is it like
3: porridge? which is porridge squared? I like. Is 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 it like a, just an entity so deep in in, in oats that? Like... Hey, yo,
0: dog! I know you like porridge, so I put porridge in your porridge so you can eat porridge while you porridge.
1: It's just like number one. It's like the sleeping detective coming around for breakfast. The singing, the singing detective. detective, yeah. But the uh, number two is like um, Irish mixed grill, isn't it? The uh, the mash mash roasters uh fritters chips <laughs> but I, I, I do think we we could delve a little bit into the um into the weeds of uh bitcoin and stuff and i thought um can we do a little bit of um uh, lifting the curtain so to speak and tell people that a little bit earlier John put on our whatsapp group he was asking for a name
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh for the um hitchhiker's universe bitcoin and he i think He's, what he came up with was very good. But if we invented like you know, you've got like um dog coin and Wu Tang coin and all that. <laughs> if we did one, do you think it'd be alright? I think we'd get any
2: take? People bucks. People
0: bucks. My word, that came fully formed. Um I mean, no, but I mean what what's it what's it gonna cost, just one deciduous forest? Um, to mint our,
2: our first... uh, be, be, well, that would cause buck. a lot of inflation in the, uh, in the leaf-based economy. So. so
1: in the olden days, you used to give up your screensaver for searching for
2: aliens, didn't you? You did, yeah, the SETI program, yeah. And um, did we find any? No. So here's a hypothetical for you. you. If the SETI lads had, had said, give us your computational power so we can mine a Bitcoin in 2001 would they have made more money to go and find aliens than they got from the resources that we gave them to find they aliens they would have made more money well would they have had more resources i mean would they would they've ultimately been able to mint bitcoins mine bitcoins i feel like it would have and been get more alien finding resources you know
0: how um when uh lister left earth uh holly told him that um there were only two companies in on earth now and one of them was norweb because yeah the 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 northwest uh power, power electricity board northwest electricity board um because he left a light on in his in his bathroom um yes. yeah that feels like there's a compound interest thing there uh that yeah because oh, that was the other thing wasn't it yeah he was the richest man on earth because of uh he left a penny in a savings account and compound yes. interest happened um that that's what that makes me think of And now, last but by no means, it's me and my writings on sleep, and specifically sleep talking.
4: Any galactic hitchhiker worth their salt has at some point in their hitching career had to share sleeping quarters with someone they'd otherwise rather not. In some cases, it's the result of a subparcoital experience, although this is easily rectified with a swift exit, followed by a walk, hop, canter or slither of shame, depending on the number of legs. Far more common is the need to share sleeping quarters with a fellow traveller. If you're lucky, this temporary roommate will neither snore, fart nor discharge a sickly green vapour while asleep. If you're unlucky, you'll share a room with a sleepwalker. And if you're very unlucky, you'll share your room with Simon, a paralegal from Jessica Jujak. The people of Jessica Jujak are almost universally fascinating, charming, engaging, witty and popular. Most of them live a guilt-free, self-assured and confident life and are never troubled by self-doubt or shame. Those feelings are instead borne by the Somniloquists of Jeska Jujak, who take a vow of silence at an early age in perpetual penance for the great original sin. Since no guide journalist has been able to speak to a Somniloquist, and all the rest of the Jeska Jujakai are very busy attending dinner parties, no one's ever been able to adequately explain the great original sin for which the Somniloquists are paying penance. The current theory is that at some point the planet was engaged in a global land war, with one half of the population hogging all the farmland, but whatever the sin is, the somniloquists bear it with abject silence, so that the rest may flourish. However, not even these stoic Jeska Jujikai can keep their effervescent personalities boxed in, so they do their partying in their sleep. Now, you may think you've been to a party, It might even have been one hell of a rager, perhaps you've been to a Jessica Jujakai freshers pub crawl, but few, almost none in fact, have enjoyed the pleasures of a party where you're already in your most comfortable clothes, where the conversation is stimulating and fun, and where you never have to search for somewhere to have a nice sit down, because you're already horizontal, but alas, not even a party on Jessica Jujak is perfect. Even in Three Night Absolute Belters, there will inevitably be one reveller who no one invited, but who is ostensibly friends with the cousin of the caterer. The most famous of these vibe vampires was Simon the Paralegal. Now, this guide features many biographies, and most of them are dull, but they do allow for the book to meet its word count, so junior journalists duly write them. No biography of Simon the paralegal exists, since every single journalist who's attempted to write one has ended up electrocuted or with all of their insides on their outsides or converted from a solid mass into a waveform simply to avoid writing about this man and his collection of Formula Zero memorabilia. The guide advises any hitchhiker who suspects they might have been within screaming distance of Simon the Jessica Jujikai Paralegal to run, skip, gallop or slink away very, very fast.
2: Father Paul Stone in space <laughs> That was that
0: was forty five minutes of hard of hard teeth pulling. I, I'm I'm I'm
3: sorry I picked a, a difficult subject. Everybody seems to struggle.
0: But we've knocked it out of the park. I, I, I remember, this, this is just reminding me of a thought. So people, I've had this conversation where I've tried to explain how mind-blowing I find the concept of, I find it very difficult to think of the concept of death because I can't, it, it, there is no way that my brain can cope with the idea of being, of having your consciousness not be there anymore. I can't like, because you can't perceive what is then imperceivable, because there is nothing of you to perceive. There is nothing to do the perception. And so that whole, that sends me into a spiral. And when I speak to people, they, they, people say, yeah, it's just like going to sleep, but no single human being knows what it's like to go to sleep. You only know what it's like to wake up we, none of us know what it's like to go to sleep, so that is an asinine thing to say. We only know that sleep exists because we wake up from it. That's my TED Talk. Uh, you remember before you were born? It's exactly like that. Uh, his fontanelle pulses with life that he's lived in memories he'll learn to ignore, but when it is closed, he already knows he's forgotten what he knew before.
2: What's that? It's <laughs> a lovely song
0: by my by, by my man Stephen Page uh, about his, his son. Um, it's called When You Dream. And it's, it's uh, yeah, a song about him just imagining what his newborn baby son might dream about uh, and what language the dreams are in, what they're about. And it's lovely. It's a lovely song.
1: So it's um it's fairly well understood,
0: although Danny will correct
1: me if I'm wrong, as he always does, the idea that um, people used to uh, dream in black and white before the era of Technicolor film.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's hmm. a thing I've also heard. I've never heard that kind. of I didn't exists. know it was tight because I've heard of people saying you dream in black and white as that as though that's a thing that exists. I think some. I think some people do. I think some people regularly do it anyway. Like,
3: like, like
2: French people. Uh, <laughs> and when a French person wakes up, it just says, fan, Do you prefer? Do you prefer your dreams uh, dubbed or in subtitles? I
0: feel like you get more out of it if if they're if they're subtitled. It means you pay attention more. Yeah, you know you can't be on your iPad while you're dreaming. In with I mean, subtitles. To,
1: to be per- to be perfectly honest, my eyesight these days—they should. I'd quite like them to reverse the size of the actual film and the words, so just like have the big words.
2: Oh, what you want is a book, son. Well, that just about
0: wraps it up for the leopard. Um, thank you to Emma Wright, editorial girl, for being the uh, voice of the guide as ever. Uh, thank you to my boys my, my lads um i mean the other three people uh, with which i do the podcast uh, for putting up with the uh, we recorded this in march all right and it's it's an unacceptable time <laughs> to, to wait uh for me to edit this episode but they take a while to edit um i don't know how much you know but they take quite a while to edit these episodes um and uh yeah but they're worth it i, I think uh i think you'll you'll uh, hopefully agree uh yeah so who knows when the next one will be out um i will try and be better okay i will it's not it's absolutely not their fault um it's my fault uh i'm a bad producer um that aside, you can find uh, all of the episodes at btlpodcast.com. Uh, we recently moved the podcast, uh, and uh, and that's where... I mean, it, it's always been available there, and uh, yeah. Um, so you can now... One of the, the side effects of, of having moved the website is you can now actually see... Which panel so back in the day we uh, not every not all four of us were uh, was on every episode. I was always on every episode because otherwise they wouldn't come out um, but uh, we used to have this rotating panel and now if you're interested if you just want to have like a binge of all the John bounds episodes, for example, you can do that. that's the thing you can do now. Uh, anyway, um, this has been an absolute pleasure. I will speak to you again very soon uh, but until the next time we do speak, share and enjoy.
1: it's like um it's a it's a bit like when i when I went to watch um Bob Dylan and uh suede um Bob Dylan was headlining, but suede went on last
0: <laughs> so with that no Bob Dylan's got to be in bed um sorry, right. take a run That's up sorry all right and so Do you want me to count you in <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 such a shame yes. that the internet lag that that couldn't have happened four. more perfectly than it did Three. um but it it did. <clears throat>
1: I mean, Bob was like, um, he was, yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, it now falls on me to uh, close proceedings. And so, with that, um, I'm going to attempt to read the <laughs> bit that I've written about sleep. We're
3: trash, you and me. <laughs> We're the litter on the street. we hear the
1: pigs. <laughs> Really swing
0: <laughs> 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 you, You're not on my. Bill's Prepping up the bar. Him. 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 I've never had a What's fucking now? What's
1: Frookie doing? It's me. It's me. I've never had a humming thing experience. <laughs>
4: you
0: <laughs> feel all right if i go i'm good just because you know the, the laughing stopped so i want to make sure that that's the case because i wouldn't want us to keep on laughing while i'm reading my bit i want to avoid that at all costs and i'm going to please do not laugh during yeah, my jokes no, no, <laughs>
2: We're the funsters. They laughed yeah. at Einstein. They laughed at Gal- Galileo. Why weren't they laugh <coughs> like at me? You get an episode out of the outtakes.
3: There's a lot of gold that's going to be on the floor of this one. I think. I feel
2: bloody suede. Bob Dylan. Rocky was <laughs> just incredible. Me and you, Josh. <laughs> yes, me and you. <laughs> right. Could somebody do 1960s Dylan? and Somebody do 21st century Dylan doing that song? I want to hear the difference. <laughs> Oh,
1: <laughs> well the um there's the joke, I don't know whose joke it was, that um Bob Dylan is the only man that uh he's played the harmonica professionally for fifty years and not got any better at it.